I just want to wake up every day, throw a leg over my scoot, and ride. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. Stories from the road, on-road and off-road. Whether you are a rider, wrencher, racer, or just a weekend warrior, this is the show for you. You found us, my fellows. And now, your host, Bob Marshall. Welcome, welcome back, my fellows. This is Season 2, Episode 4 of American Roadrunner Motorcycle Show. Please note, this one's going to be a good one, as usual. We're going to sit down with Miss Beulah May and talk all about her recent experience riding 1,000 miles in one day, 24-hour period, conquering her very own needed self-challenge of Ride 1K in a Day with me. So, you're about to hear a great little interview we did in the Flying Marshall Laboratory, a.k.a. my dining room. And needless to say, there's a lot of information thrown around. So this is part one, before the ride. After that, it all gets extremely exciting. Enjoy, my fellows. And here we are. One miss. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever watch Billy Eichner? Is that a TV show? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you see? I don't have a TV. It's in the cabinet hooked to the VCR, and the cabinet doors are closed. Closed, I say. Would you like a lot, my friend? I have two. Oh, that's <laughs> that's funny. I'm missing one, so that works out perfect. So you can have that one. I tried to give it away earlier. Mm. That's a big flame for such a small lighter. That's what she said. It's hot because it was uh, sitting on it. It is kind of warm. <laughs> No, not not too warm. All right. Yep. Is this good? <laughs> Could you do? <laughs> Could you just pick it up again for I us? I just didn't know where it was. I can't see through the thing, okay? <laughs> Maybe you could. Nope. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> TMI. Yeah, levels look good. If you are ever wondering why we are talking into these damn microphones, sitting around the table. Because no one else will listen to us. We have to yell at somebody. We have to yell at somebody. Sorry. Because no one else will listen to us. Uh, it's an exciting evening. I just cooked dinner for one Miss Beulah May. That's me. The love of my life. How are you? Um, Good, excited, and also don't care. It's just like, this is probably the least planned trip I've ever done. Like usually I'm very meticulous about things, like how I'm packing, what exactly I'm packing, and I just didn't. I'm super confident with my bike, and that's pretty much all I need to know. And I told you, like, if I knew that everything was going to just be golden, I would just bring a water bottle and a wallet. Like, but I'm just, I'm also not dumb. (laughs) That's not very smart. It's important to expect the worst. And enjoy the best. No, plan for the worst. Be okay with the best. Wait, Wait how's it going? You're terrible Fool at these things. Fool me once. <laughs> well, shame on me. Uh, um, expect. Plan for the worst. Yeah, expect, expect the, the best. best and plan for the worst or whatever mm-hmm. or vice versa. So you're taking a trip somewhere, I hear. Yeah, we're doing, uh, this is apparently going to be an annual thing, maybe. Okay. Uh, we're doing 1K in a day. It was just good timing, good weather, and I need to get the fuck out of the house. Um, and I don't have a lot of time to do it, so I gotta like smash it in real quick. <laughs> right. It is currently Friday night. Beulah May just got off work. <laughs> We're gonna be hauling some serious ass on Saturday, and it's all gonna be for the ride one K in a day. Yep. Well, it just so happened that last year I did one at the same time on Angel's bike when I took it to Milwaukee. Yeah. And the week before that, I was at EDR, 
And it was just kind of like the start of the good, like fun writing everything. But now all the events are canceled. So there's a lot of things that I was planning on going to that now I just have to plan something else to do. Like it's not stopping me from doing things. Well, no, I agree. And it's funny how, it's funny how as riders, we get sold on the destination. But it isn't the destination. No. It's the road. Totally. That's So last weekend I went to San Simeon. And I think I took a few different ways up that I'd never ridden. Like I went down through Lompoc. Mm. Um, but it was so funny because I was like, oh, I want to go to Lompoc. Because one time I had to drive there for work. And I took this really cool road that I'd never been on. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to take. But I didn't really remember where it was. And Lompoc's so small. Like, I didn't think there's that many roads to get in. And we started going. And like, oh, this was not the way I planned on going. Right. Especially and, Lompoc. I mean, you might be the only one there. Yeah, it's a pretty quiet little town. But then, and then I, getting... I think you might mean Lone Poc. No. I had a discussion. Oh, right. A friend okay, who... let's fight. Here we go. No, no, no. I, had a, I have a friend, my friend Pancho, who lives um, in Santa, Margar Santa Maria. And he wow. works in Lompoc. And I texted him. I'm like, is it L-A-H-M-P-O-K-E, like Lompoc, or is it Lompoc? And he talked to like locals, and I guess they're pretty serious about it. It's Lompoc. And wow. I get, and he told me that Vin Diesel said it wrong in one of those like race car movies. Okay. So Lompoc. Ever since. That's, That's kind of like saying Worcester, uh, Boston. You know, it you looks couldn't like even say Worcester, <laughs> but it's Worcester, right? Um, yeah, okay. well, and so another Lompoc. place, another place that's weird is Nebraska. So mm. there's a my mom lived in. Oh, I forget the name is a little town, whatever. Um, but it was near this town. I thought it was Beatrice, right. but it's Beatrice. Wow. And then Kearney, it, you pronounce it Carney. That's where I stayed. Carney is where I stayed. Um, after my 1K last year, I got there at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right, right. But it's spelled K-E-A-R-N-E-Y, like Kearney. And I think it was Becky who told me, no, it's Kearney. <laughs> wow. Anyways. That's right. Becky's from Nebraska, so she would know. <clears throat> That's funny. Anyways, uh, so the 1K. The 1K. Um, and we, I didn't want to talk about this. We were talking over dinner. We're like, nope, nope, nope. Put a pin in it. Um, so I would have done this alone. Like, this is the weekend I was going, and there are other people that I could have asked to ride that would, like, be down to do a 1K. But for me to ask you was just, like, this is going to be a yes or a no. Like, yes, we're going to do this, or no, i got to go watch my kid do a thing. I can't. Cool. I'll fly solo and figure it out. Right. So I just knew it wasn't going to be complicated. And, like, Becky and Annette and my friend Amy, like, they ride. They ride. Like, they can do this yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't ridden that far with either of them. My friend Amy, I have. But um, it was like, I just, I didn't want to make a big deal about this. I just wanted like, yes or no, complicate. I didn't want it to be complicated or like have a bunch of decisions. And then the fact that you're like, well, let me check out the routes. Let me check out. I'm like, fucking cool. You're on board. Yep. I'm on board. I the think, less I have to think, the better. Like, <laughs> I think, I think you said, what do you, I think the text was, what are you doing May 9th? Is tomorrow May 9th? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you doing May 9th? <laughs> And I said, nothing. Want to go for a ride? You're like, 1K. My response was, hell yes. Yeah. I mean, just I just I just wanted this one to be easy because I I don't have a lot of time to plan it. I didn't right. I I mean the main thing was I know my bike's in good shape right now. Let's go. The weather's yeah. warm. Let's go. I'm excited too, because it's been two years. Last year I did I think I did two on Ks. Oh, and that was another thing too, is that so, you've done it before. Mm. So like I know A, I know you can do it. Yeah, no big deal. I know there's other people that can do it. And it is pretty easy for you. Like you wrote a fucking book about traveling across country. Yeah. Like so if something <laughs> did go weird, like you're a person that I would feel safe traveling with. Yeah. I, well, I've been there. I've gotten to be a lot of cool places. The road We'll always throw something at you, and mm -hmm. I think the one thing I always remember is wherever you are on the road, somebody else lives there and calls that place home, and they do just fine there. So you're going to do just <laughs> fine there, you know? You're not yeah. going to die. No, no, I wasn't worried about that. I'm really not – it's not, like, scary, but this is a different bike. It's it's my Sportster, not a freaking 2017 right. Dyna. Yeah, that thing was sweet. <clears throat> um, 
I admit, I rode a Dinah. It was that Dinah. <laughs> it was hopping around Milwaukee with all the ladies. It was good fun. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, and and her bike too. The the main thing for me is like the confidence in my bike. Big time. That's like number one. Number two is the confidence in myself. <laughs> Physically, well, can I make it? Yeah, and you've done it before, mm-hmm. and I think I think it's going to be great. I think your Sportster is going to be great. Mm-hmm. I just hauled – we just threw some rear brakes on it, and I hauled ass up and down the street on it. It feels good. I yeah, think I just um, be great. got and the head gaskets replaced, did the break-in, did the oil change, got it tuned, new clutch, pretty new tires. So I'm feeling pretty solid about it. Yeah. Because that's the first key to the thing is knowing that your bike's going to make it. And it's funny, a lot of times we rarely leave the vicinity of our homes, Mm -hmm. even riding. But nine times out of 10, well, I think 99% of the time, if the bike can make it a few hundred miles, it can make it several thousand. It's all the same. Yeah. Like what's the difference if you're riding a hundred miles a day for 10 days or Mm -hmm. you just go a thousand miles in a day. Exactly. It's all the same (laughs) to the bike. Yeah. To the bike. Exactly. I love machines. They just do as you tell them to do. They're stupid as hell. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm going to be actually taking my dad's bike because I haven't done a 1K on my dad's bike in two years mm-hmm. since, well, since I took his ashes. Yeah. And that was fun because he got the patch as well as me getting the patch. And mm-hmm. he was just hanging out in the saddlebag <laughs> in his ashes when I took him up to Sturgis. And uh, Did you leave his ashes somewhere? Yeah, I left him in my family plot, which happens to be over in Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marshalls are from Aberdeen, South Dakota. And that's weird because you're I'm standing there on half an acre of all my relatives. Like, this is my land. It doesn't get any more. There's just Marshalls for days buried. It's called the Riverside uh, Cemetery uh, out there in Aberdeen, South Dakota. So after Sturgis, yeah, I just went another two or 300 miles, whatever, across the Dakotas to the upper, uh, to the east, northeast Mm -hmm. corner of South Dakota, went to Aberdeen and put his ashes in the ground. Super cool. Uh, And actually, that's what my next book that I'm writing right now is going to be about. And it's not specifically about that journey. It's more great road stories between Mm -hmm. father and son. My father and I got to enjoy tons, I mean, just thousands of miles together. Mm -hmm. And he loved that big black stupid bike i mean he just thought it was he's like look i've got shocks and i've got a fairing and i've got like this seems a couch compared to the old harleys you know because he's an old he was an old harley chopper guy so i'm excited to take his bike get a few good miles on it although i rode a few good miles on it last year too but you know if it's not that it's one of my cop or my my cop chop bike Mm -hmm. i did a 1k on that last year and then, of course, I did the illustrious, record-breaking pilotier, <laughs> mm-hmm. female pilot, male pilotier. Did my shirt? <laughs> yeah, real men ride bitch. I enjoy that shirt. Thanks, Genevieve. Wild Dogs Co. <laughs> yeah, she's it. And I'm not going to lie, I suspect at the time I was doing that particular, the, the female I was behind <laughs> was most likely wearing that shirt, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm familiar with that shirt. Mm. It's my favorite shirt. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> I don't mind. It's called Pilotier, not bitch, but whatever works. You know, I had a good time. I don't judge. I got to break that record. Yeah, and that's I think, an interesting one. I think I still hold that record. You got to hold a record for something. Maybe I should talk about the other record I might be breaking soon. Okay. Oh. Oh. As we indulge. Indulge in the... Oatmeal cookies. Oatmeal, almond-based... Keto-friendly cookies. Crazy. They're so good. They're so good. These are brought to us by one Miss Nicole Valencia, who was kind enough to leave some here at the house. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she ships them to me, too, which is really freaking awesome. But the answer is yes. I've been rocking the keto diet. It is currently May 8th. Uh, As a lot of you may or may not know, I have been in a race with a fellow fat biker (laughs) that goes by the name of Dump Truck. And Dump Truck and I have not been able to catch up lately. So I have no idea exactly how he's doing Mm. in the weight loss. Um, I will admit, every time he posts a picture of himself, I scrutinize it and check out his hot dad bod just to see see how he's doing. But uh, yeah, no, currently... What's the... Is there an end date for this situation? No, no end date. Just first one to lose 50 pounds. And surprisingly, it was the weirdest thing. We weighed in 
at the exact same day, mm-hmm. uh, February 1st, and we both weighed exactly 273 pounds. It Jeez. was weird. I did not plan that. It That's was funny. psycho. Yeah, it was. And it, perfect, too. It was perfect. That's awesome. So first one to 50 pounds. Uh, I think I'm down 37 pounds last time I checked. So I've lost 37 <laughs> pounds in, what's it, four months then? No, what month is it? Fifth month? Three and yeah. a half months, right. So, That's good. No, I could tell. I could see a difference for sure. I know. I'm looking pretty good. He, had, he warned me. He's like, I'll ha- I have to let you know. I lost 40 pounds. Like, I'm going to be too, I'm going to be so irresistible. I just had to tell you. (laughs) Uh, You're very, well, I feel a lot better and Mm -hmm. I move a lot better. Mm -hmm. It is weird to, I mean, I can see it in my arms and my hands, Mm -hmm. my weight loss. And I think that's because I'm busy working with my hands every day. That took, that was the longest thing to get used to. But I'm down three belt loops, Mm -hmm. you know, three holes in my belt. Um None of my clothes fit right. It's very exciting. (laughs) It's very exciting to lose this kind of weight and just realize how much, not only how much better you feel, but Mm -hmm. how much different you look to yourself. I look at myself in the mirror and I don't, I'm missing something in the middle. Hmm. I mean my stomach, of course. (laughs) Everything else is still intact, but I miss Nobody asked, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such an asshole. But, uh, you know, it's nice to um, fit into all my clothes. Mm-hmm. A lot of my clothes are too big. Sometimes I got to like triple up on clothing to get stuff to fit right. But it's uh, it's real exciting. And I'm, yeah, I got a little more ways to go. And I think I've learned the last 20 pounds really are the freaking hardest. The first 30 were very easy. Mm-hmm. And they weren't easy. I had to change, you know, diet. But so I know Dump Truck and I are going to catch up soon enough and we'll see where we're at. What, it, what's his what's his magic trick? What's he doing? You I know, know he's doing a lot of keto. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I've been very fortunate because there are other fat bikers out there who are now skinny or <laughs> normal. A uh, big one is uh, the guy Warbeard. Uh, he's got a big YouTube channel mm-hmm. that he does. And you can tell just by looking at his clothing and looking at him that he had lost. I could tell. Mm-hmm. We kind of notice this as men, not that we really check each other out, mm-hmm. but... And he told me, yeah, no, it was it was very keto. So instead of doing 30 grams of carbs a day like I would on a keto, I just do 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of keep them into my head. And and it works. It's slow weight loss that keeps mm-hmm. me normal and keeps me – I don't have to swing. I just gave up white bread, sugar, and peanut butter. So that was mm-hmm. – those were my big – those were my big things. I'll still do a little bit of oatmeal. And I shrunk my stomach and – I mean, we just had, what, fish and a salad. Mm-hmm. It was really, really delicious. Yeah. So I've been having fun with it. You're looking pretty good yourself too, Miss Beulah. Yeah, I'm hanging steady. Good. That's good. Good. I don't want to take the wind out of your sails uh, for for this being May 8th, announcing the day of how much you've, weight you've lost so far. Well. But I have to tell you, today's my birthday. Holy <laughs> heck. How did I not know this? I'm not a big like birthday person. I don't know what to do. Like ah. I'm not like, oh god, come on guys, we're gonna go to lunch and you're gonna buy me. Di-. Like I'm just not. It's like a day to me. But it was really sweet when I got to work. Like they put up a little banner and everybody signed a card and my friend brought me a cupcake and my kids of course text me at like five in the morning. Like it's all ah, I need. It's all I need. Like especially so cool. over forty. Like. My, one of my uh, bosses at work's like, it's your birthday. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, because I'm not fucking seven years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, that's pretty. Well, shit. Happy birthday. Please Thanks. have another cookie. They're, they're birthday cookies. <laughs> birthday cookies they made cookies for you. Today. That's right. Uh, they're, uh, they're fucking delicious. That's what they are. Uh, no, it's just, you know, whatever. The timing. I was like, oh, what are you doing for your birthday? I'm like, yeah, nothing. But. I guess I'm doing something. Oh, hanging out with the love of your life, some guy named Bob, obviously. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I think this this will be good. And like I said, just the timing of how it matched of, you know, the start of a really good summer last year. Like, cool. Started off with a bang. Well, let's go through the plan for the listeners. Okay. Beulah is crashing at my house. Mm-hmm. We're going to wake up bright and early. Now the Dark cool- and early. Dark and early, right. <laughs> uh, this time of year. <clears throat> Excuse me. The cool thing about Ride 1K in a Day is that it starts, you don't have to start at a certain time. So as soon as we fuel up, 
for the first stop, we're going to top off and that's going to be our start time, whatever's mm-hmm. written on that fuel receipt. So if we're thinking we're going to start at five, six, seven in the morning, we're not sure yet. So if we start at 641, that's when our time starts. Well, and here's another thing too, is that like, I didn't do a lot of research on like the process of the 1K. All I knew was that it's different from last year because yeah. last year you had to like email and like, you know, respond to the same email. And so like the whole process is different. You don't yes. have to do it as you're going, yes. which that's going to take one less like mental step out of it. So I think that's kind of cool. And then oh, you just yeah. uh, submit everything afterwards, all your pictures and like proof and all that stuff. So this, um, the process is different. And that was just like another thing I didn't have to think about. So that was really cool. Yeah, you're right. And I know I Curtis, Curtis Morgan, who puts on Ride One Canada. <laughs> thank is, you. Thank you, Curtis. That guy is so awesome. And <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to call him my friend these days. Mm-hmm. And he just had a baby. And of course, I got a text at four in the morning. Here's a picture of this baby from him. <laughs> like, it was awesome. And he put a lot of effort and energy into revamping the website. So it's just a form mm-hmm. you fill out on there. Then, so right afterwards, you fill out the form, send in all the pictures of your receipts, mm-hmm. and uh, and you're golden. So yeah. it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And I'm I'm really excited to... I always push, let me think. I'm a big fan of Ride One Can a Day because it was the only race that my dad ever looked at mm-hmm. and said, you know, I could do that. I, th- I think we should do that. Let's do that. So that was our plan to do that. Unfortunately, the man died on me before we could ever do that. So that's why his last ride, he got to do a Ride One Can a Day. Had you done, had you done one before that? No. I, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I, uh, I had planned to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just... Never got to, and we were planning to do it, I think, the month after my dad died. Like, we mm-hmm. had tentatively, we had mm-hmm. a date, mm-hmm. and it's tangible for everybody. Because my dad would not follow me on a stampede or land speed <laughs> race or, you know, none of the chopper cross-country, none of the little bike racing cross-country stuff that I, he wouldn't do it. He mm-hmm. just said, no, no, that's, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think I've told that story once already, but the answer is, is that it's very tangible for anybody, mm-hmm. even, you know, a 66 year old diabetic, asthmatic fat man, like he <laughs> saw it as something he could do. <laughs> and I enjoy that. And believe it or not, on my shows, I've been reading everybody's testimony. So when you do the ride and send in a testimony about okay. what you did, it's usually so you two didn't or know three. all these things. Too. Yeah, you can. I mean, you don't have to, but homework. All right, but, cool. But yeah, you can. You you know you you fill out. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to read mine, but it's been a lot of fun. I call it the Roadrunner Headlight on the Ride One K in a day. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know anybody who rides One K in a day, I do a a cool blurb on them. A at, blurb. Uh, yeah, I just I read what they wrote. <laughs> I'm like audiobook narrating what they wrote <laughs> in my very professional voice. I have a lot of fun with it because mm-hmm. some of these people write awesome stuff. You know, like, this was going to suck, but it was awesome because my dad was with me. Like cool Aww. shit like that. Yeah. I've, I've I didn't know that. they had that. I, yeah, I just quickly looked on the form because like I said, this thought only came to me like maybe 10 minutes before I texted you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're such preppers. We prepare so well. <laughs> That that's pretty good. I figured you had been No. It's a great honor. Thank you for inviting <laughs> me. I'm always excited to ride one can a day. It's something we can do and still social distance. Mm-hmm. Um even right now there's eight feet between us, I promise. <laughs> We're wearing masks and uh yeah. She's uh she's gonna be crashing on the couch. I'm gonna be crashing in the bedroom. There's like twenty eight feet between us. Socially the two. distant. Totally. I'm so distant. cool with this. Like what personal space and I don't have to fucking this is awesome. I don't wow. really mind it so much. <laughs> Racing's going to be great. And so even besides that, like, I've still been working. Like, this mm. really hasn't knocked me, like, lock, knocked my my life sideways. Like, it's just, I would have to work a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, we should talk. demand is high. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, obviously for me, it's a pain in the butt. It's the biggest... I'm in the public. Yeah. I work downtown oh. in the jail, in buildings. Yeah. I have to glove up, mask up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to wear a Tyvek suit. It's very, I might as well be a nurse, but I'm wrenching on buildings. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to, I had to paint the wall of a hallway the other day, and I usually don't paint. We usually get the painter to do it, but no problem. I'll take care of it. So I'm in this hallway with two masks on. Mm-hmm painting and boy after 20 minutes of that it was where and i'm sure it took me three hours this hallway was so long Mm -hmm. 
And I just thought, this sucks. Yeah. This is so much extra work. But yeah. it's I, just, the thing that's weird to me is like, I haven't really heard people complaining about it. Hmm. Like everyone just fell in line super quick. But I don't want to go down like some conspiracy theory trail yeah, yeah, yeah. of how the powers that be are just using this as an excuse to work on their um, their eye recognition technology. Yeah. <laughs> Get everyone on board with that. That's that's a conversation for another that's day. Co- yeah. <laughs> And that's funny because downtown I take care of a bank. Mm-hmm. So I get to go on the bank with a bandana over my I face. I know. If I was seven years old, this would be awesome, you know. But No, that's weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but I don't want to talk about that. So planning the trip. Uh, yes, a thousand I miles. thought about it and then texted you. And then, like I said, it was going to be like a yes or no answer. And then you're just like, we could do this route. You show me three routes and I'm down for... For all of them. I had different reasons for liking certain routes because I was thinking of like the ride out. Is that going to be boring? The ride back. Will I be able to make it? Like just like mentally, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will say I don't have reservations, but the 395 home that we're taking is not my favorite way. I think I would have preferred Vegas because like I said, the state line, Baker, Victorville, more like autopilot. Well, we could reverse it. No, That's no. a benefit. This is the first time I've ever done a ride 1K in a day. I've done, what, four of them? This is the first time where I ever start from home, and mm-hmm. then we're going to end at home. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to wake up in my bed and then go to sleep yeah. in my bed. So. And uh, Yeah. that I just don't have time to do anything else, and I needed to make sure I had a day to recover before I go back to work. So, I think it's perfect. It's, I mean, it's just the, it's the best I could do. It's pretty if good. I want to do this. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I think it's I think it's the way you do it. And it's it's a big deal. Riding yeah. a thousand miles in twenty four hours is a big deal. Mm-hmm. There are very well, yeah, I'm sure there's hundreds, but you know, there's not many people like me who get excited about mm-hmm. those kinds of numbers. And I think a thousand miles in one day versus you know, fifteen hundred on a freaking home built chopper is. <laughs> I I think the 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 ride one can a day on whatever motorcycle you have is is perfect and mm-hmm. it is a big challenge. It's and I doable. promise, I think our butts are going to wear out by eight hundred miles no matter what, and that's okay. We just keep going. So the route is start in Riverside, head up the fifteen. We could take the 395 north up to Bishop, and then from Bishop, we're going to hop over to Ely, Nevada, and then we're going to come down to Vegas, and then come back to Riverside. If you look at it on the map, did you notice it looks like a boob? She's shaking her head with her eyes closed. I have totally disappointed this woman. (laughs) A boob. Uh, Maybe it really doesn't look like a boob. I just looked at it and said, hey, that kind of looks like a boob, but I think you probably think that about a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. Are you enjoying those cookies? Yes. Guess what they look like. Oh, fuck oh, off. Oh, fuck off. Just kidding. Um, no, so planning. So mm. the route, I mean, it's whatever. My, I know that I thought about it but like way before I actually did the 1K in a day. I was like, how, like, because I didn't have that kind of time before. Like, the boys would have to be on a camp out. Right. Like, if, you know, so I'm like, I go to Reno and back. That's like just over a thousand miles from my doorstep. Right. So... And that would have just been like up and back. And I have no idea of those roads. I've never been to Reno. <laughs> well, and that was I, that was the one I raced Charlie on. And I'll tell you, you go through the grapevine and you're like, well, that was slow and sucked. But then trying to get over Donner's Pass up mm-hmm. to, is really bad. And now I know which one's the grapevine. We had mm-hmm. a discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and then another thing also about this trip with you is because you do know these roads. Like I kind of, I kind of would have just been going like, well, map says go this way. That's how I ended up in Minnesota. I didn't know I was going to Minnesota last year. Oh, yeah. I was in Iowa, and I was like, oh, there's Minnesota. <laughs> they went over to Wisconsin. That's great. And I crossed the Mississippi, which I didn't know it went all the way up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just all kinds of new things. Yeah. Well, and I, that, you know, you're right. The country gets a lot smaller when your only job is to ride. Mm-mm. When your only job is to ride, you start really covering the miles. Yeah. And, and my uh, one of my goals when I ride is even if I'm going somewhere I've been before, like take different roads. Yeah. Like, so I just, I, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. Adventure. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to see. 
Adventure is a romantic word for trouble. <laughs> uh, Louis L'Amour wrote that. I always enjoyed that. I think it's going to be fun. So yeah. this is our pre-ride interview. Right. And we're going to do a post-ride interview. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? 20- no. Well, yeah, no, I'm stoked. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. I, <laughs> I hope it's interesting. I hope it's going to be like us standing on our feet. <laughs> Don't pull a muscle patting yourself right. on the back about how interesting you are. <laughs> uh, I think it'll be great. No, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. We got a good route planned. We got to stop every 100 miles for fuel. And that was another thing, too. I was concerned because my bike only goes like 100, 120, like where I feel safe. And right. I, I, you know, I threw a gallon on the back of my bike. But the fact that your bike went the same, I was like, oh, fucking cool. Yeah. That way I'm not holding you up because mm. I can only go 100 miles. That was an, like that was another consideration for me that you know right. we'd have to have a discussion because that wasn't a discussion. It was like cool. Like everything was just like yes, yes, yes. Like we just kept taking those steps forward and there was no like indecision or I mean the route that's not even indecision. It's just like what's the weather going to be like, you know, what's practical like and that's why we're heading north. Originally, we had planned to go down to like Yuma. Diego, Yuma, and over, but it's just going to be way too hot. Yeah. It's, it's been really hot the last, what, week, week and a half. So we're hoping to get through Vegas before it gets hot and then head up in that plateau of Nevada there. And I think Ely, I think Vegas will be 105. Mm-hmm. But when we go through there, it'll probably be 90. And then by the time you get north of Vegas, maybe 100, 105. 150 you got to get north of the the virgin river there mm-hmm. really you get up on the plateau and uh it cools down really quick yeah. and it's that's one of my favorite places that's the road to ride up to bonneville uh to go oh, land okay. speed racing and i've you know i've done it on motorcycles well, what's I've the, done cars it's a great road where, wait so where's bonneville's the salt flats uh, is that in nevada it's technically in Utah, but okay. the town that services it is called Wendover. Wendover is in the upper east portion of Nevada and that side of Utah. So Wendover is half in Nevada, half in Utah, and then the salt flats are technically in Utah, right next door. And then, so what's, when you're going up the 395, that's El oh. Mirage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. that's That's the other, yeah. Because I went to El Mirage, but like, I didn't. I flew there, so I didn't know how to get there. Like I didn't know exactly what roads, like where you would turn off. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You get up, uh, <clears throat> you get up off the three ninety five, mm-hmm. and you go up into Adelanto and make mm-hmm. a left for fourteen miles. <laughs> There's a big sign, <laughs> El Mirage this way, fourteen miles. Okay, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy. So we're we're gonna pass fourteen miles from it tomorrow. Well, that's pretty. That's all land speed racing stuff, mm-hmm. and land speed racing is so unpopular. Nobody knows. <laughs> so, if you want to know what land speed racing is, feel free to look up SCTA, fastest motorcycles and cars in the world. This is what I do for fun with my family. So, <laughs> we uh, we we always have a good time. Great family fun because I'm only I jump on the motorcycle. I race for three or four minutes down course. Other than that, we're just hanging out, hanging out, yeah. just, you know, having a good time waiting yeah. for our next turn to run, whatever. Land speed racing is cheap, easy family fun. So uh, did you, do you have any reservations or concerns about my ability to do this? Like, is there, no. what are you, th- what are you thinking about? Well, <clears throat> it'll be really exciting to see all that you can do. Um, I wouldn't say I'm playing host, but you're right. I could do 130 miles, 140 miles instead, but it's only a few miles. Mm-hmm. So I would much rather enjoy the road with you than go out and try to break records. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy racing not to break records. I enjoy racing for the for the fun of racing, I for the sport. I fucking you know? love riding my motorcycle. Like that's See? the only thing yeah. like all I want to do when I'm at work, like listening to music, all I'm doing is like figuring out the playlist for my next ride. Like, nice. I mean, I do a job and I do it really well, but also. <laughs> but also. And you loaded a new playlist for this ride, right? You were showing bit. me some music. A yeah. little bit. A little bit. Might share it. All right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I do have a Senna uh, on my helmet that I'm bringing Same. tomorrow, uh, but I don't know how to hook them up. Uh, I guess we could figure that. Uh, I Honestly, I... A lot of times I'll go, I'll use my Senna Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll use, the Senna only works for four or five hours and I'm usually, before the battery goes goes dead, uh, mine mine goes dead after, mine's an older model, the 10. 
And I like the 10 for the three quarters. Yeah, I have a, I have an S10, but maybe it's yeah. like a 10E or something. I don't know. Yeah. My battery hasn't, I haven't had a, um, it can go for a really long time, but I did bring my charger because I have to ride with music. Like I can't ride right. with a shh because I've, um, I've got a Biltwell and it does have like a lot of airflow in it, but it's right. a comfortable helmet for me yeah. and the Senna thingies fit inside the little ear holes really well. So yeah. I, I can, you know, I got it placed right where I need it. <clears throat> yeah, I'll switch oh, between have, that. Do you have goggles? Uh, I do. I want to. So that's that's the only I thing. Th- that's the only thing I was thinking of getting was some sort of goggle situation because I remember my eyes were so red, and I don't think it was all because I was tired. I think a lot of it was the air. The air. So I think that's the o- that's the one thing I want to work on for this trip is seeing if that makes a difference. Yeah, I got six or eight different pairs, so we'll I just try. wanted to get like the sunglass ones. You know. Yeah, the smaller. We can just find them at a gas station, probably. Yeah. It was just a curious thing of like if that made a difference of how fucking crazy my eyes look at the end. <laughs> well, I think it does. I'll probably do six, seven, eight hundred miles with the goggles, and then they really get tiresome. So then I'll wear regular sunglasses mm-hmm. for a hundred or two hundred miles. Mm-hmm. But I wear the three quarters open helmet. Mm-hmm. I do have half a windshield on this bike on mm-hmm. the fairing. Um, it's not like my Goldwing windshield, but it does protect some of that. But yeah, no, I will. I will definitely be wearing goggles. Mm-hmm. Thanks for reminding me. But I've got six or eight <laughs> different pairs. Okay. You, you're welcome to. I would like to try it just to see yeah. if that makes a difference. But I brought Visine. But that's another thing. Like I gotta stop. I gotta make sure I do that. Oh, okay. Here's the last thing, and then we'll we'll just <laughs> get on with this and yes, ma'am. Get some sleep. Um, when you. I can't remember how I phrased it, but it was in my mind. I'm like, you get to the gas station. Oh, how do you remember to clean the bugs off your shield? Do you have a shield on yours? You have uh, an open no, face. No, yeah, I have an oh, open okay. face. So I clean the bugs off my face instead. <laughs> but so here's the thing for me is like, okay, I'm pulling off the freeway. I'm getting to a gas station. I flip up my visor. I pull out my wallet. I get gas. I get back on my bike. <laughs> I pull out of the driveway and then I put my wind, my fucking visor down. I'm like, God damn it. I forgot to clean, I the, forgot bugs. To clean the bugs. Like it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, you have to put your helmet on before your gloves. Cause you can't deal with the little hickeys no. under your chin. So right. this That's is like, I, I need to start a new, um, some sort of new pattern, some new habit because it's springtime and there's fucking bugs. There's bugs. <laughs> well, honestly, I, I clean mine while in motion. I just have the little rag in my tank bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer that it's like a, you know, it's a soft, I think it's right now it's lime yellow. Mm-hmm. So I can the find microfiber. it really easy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'll just put some water in it while I'm riding mm. and I'll spit on it for my goggles. But I, you know, I do, I have used a face shield. So the, I do only, the only thing I came up with on my last trip is like, get the bugs while they're still fresh because if you just let them hang out there yes. and dry off then you then you try to wipe them it just right. smears your whole fucking visor well and you don't want to use what the cleaner they have at the gas station because that's for glass not the plastic mm-hmm. so i just use the water mm-hmm. and i'm just going down the road scrubbing on my face shield mm-hmm. well you know it may yeah. take me 20 minutes but i don't have much else to yeah do, so. <laughs> It's a good time. You know, I'm just moving forward, enjoying the road. So that's how I do it. I keep the rag available and handy, which is nice, too. If it starts raining, I can wipe my face shield off. So, yeah, yeah, there's a big bright yellow rag in my tank bag that I can find pretty quickly. Okay, good answer. Yeah, have fun (laughs) with it. We will be back in 1,000 miles. Ever wonder what happened to the music they used to play on the radio? It's now available and virtually commercial-free for your ride. Dirty Radio FM. Get the app today and enjoy it streaming or download songs to your heart's content. Dirty Radio FM is free and the best way to enjoy music through a Senna like Bob or with earbuds while you're on the road. Dirty Radio FM. Get the app today. American Roadrunner presents Roadrunner in the Headlight. Yes, it is that time. Again, Roadrunners in the Headlight. This one today goes out to fellow Ride 1K in a Day riders. As I've shared my story with you, and Beulah May is sharing her story with you, I really enjoy getting to share your stories. So as you ride 1K in a day, 
you fill out all the good information on the website, you take your certificate and complete your darn self-challenge, and you get to write a little bit about your experience, and I get to read it and narrate it for you here on the show. So this one goes out to Kara Lee, 138, as known on the gram. She crushed this 1K with her boyfriend, Dinah underscore Turtle. 1,003 miles in 18 hours, 51 minutes. Now that's what I call social distancing. 1,000 miles of motorcycle quarantine and our favorite kind of face masks. Here is her perspective of the ride. Check out Matt's side of the story in the next post as well. Okay, so Miss Carol Lee writes, It was chill. Sedona was rad. Never done the scenic route through there, so that was cool. I've never done the 1K because I like to explore and take my time. And since everything is closed because of COVID, there's no small towns or weird roadside attractions to explore. So it seems like the perfect time to check this off my to-do list. Then I dragged my boyfriend into my shenanigans. Well, stated Miss Carolee, congrats. So speaking of boyfriends, let's see how this works. One Mr. Dinah Turtle knocked down this 1K with his gal, Carol Lee, as mentioned, same time, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, no, wait. He did 1,001 miles, but in 18 hours, 54 minutes. If we check our information, it seems that she was three minutes faster. One for the women. Okay, my girlfriend and I started the day in Long Beach fog. I spent my morning trying to keep up with her through Ludlow and Needles. Had to stop at the Arizona border for some minor helmet repair, and then we booked it to Seligman for lunch. Took a scenic ride through Sedona, and then had to stop for a Whataburger in Avondale. I know the feeling. Then it was a straight mission home. No more than five minutes, four gas stops, and made it home in just under 19 hours. No more than five minutes for a gas stop? These people were hauling some serious butt. So, well done, Mr. Dinah Turtle and Miss Carolee 138, as known on the gram. Next up, here's one starting at the bottom, going to the top of California. This one comes to us from Solo Mobbin 13. Went on a short ride with some friends, then decided to keep going for 1,000 more miles. Clocked them at 1,011 miles in 22 hours, 28 minutes. Woke up early Sunday with the plan to ride to Pismo Beach and back home to Islos with a couple of good friends. We met up at a gas station around the corner from my place, fueled up both body and machine. We hit the road around 6.30 a.m. Took the 101 towards Ventura. We got to Pismo in a couple of hours. Then I decided I was going to go ahead and ride the 1K in 24 hours that day. Just like that, I let my friends know they had to get back home to take care of business so they could not tag along. We split up. They headed south back home, and I kept riding north towards Big Sur, taking the Pacific Coast Highway. I'd never been to Big Sur. That's why I decided to go that route. Instead of taking the 101 all the way, which would have been faster, riding through the scenery and twisties of Big Sur was awesome. Piece of advice, though, fuel up before you get to the tourist section. Them thieves sell gas for near $10 a gallon. I finally got to San Fran and went through the Golden Gate Bridge. That was cool, as it was also uncharted territory for me. It was already past 5.30 p.m., so I decided to start making my way down south to L.A. I headed towards Stockton, merged onto the 5 freeway where I was getting rocked left and right by a strong wind gush. And I've been through that before in other occasions, so I knew these winds were stronger than usual, even though a lot of wind is expected on the 5 from Stockton to Bakersfield. While I was filling up at Tracy, California, another rider approached me and we started talking when he gave me the idea to catch the 99 freeway instead of the 5 to avoid all that trouble especially as nighttime was near. So I took the 99 all the way to the 5, headed to Irvine, and finally made it back home to the same gas station where I started in Islos. 
I arrived at 4.30 a.m. I was tired as hell, but it was a great ride that definitely tested me, especially on the last part of the ride. I rode 1,000 miles in 24 hours for the first time. Mission complete. Agreed. Well done, sir, Mr. Solo Mobbin 13 on the gram. Guess what? There might be a few more. Let's chat with one Mr. Patrick underscore Guild on the gram. He crushed this 1K turn and burn and turn again and burn again and again and again. I lost count. Five trips south, 100 miles both ways. This was a first of its kind on our records. I know Pat from my time living in Oregon, so writes Curtis Morgan, and for those that do know this part of the five up in Oregon, know that it's the best part. High speed, twisty, ride up and down mountain passes, scenic and beautiful. Great choice, Pat. Clocked him at 1,007 miles in 17 hours, 11 minutes. If you're not on the gram, you got to take a look at this. It literally goes from Portland, or somewhere left of Portland, west that is, down to Shale and back up again. He just did this several times, same state, and this is how he killed the Ride 1K in a day. So, he writes, I was inspired by a group of people running a marathon in their backyards during quarantine. Since I'm not a hamster, I decided the next best thing was to find a town exactly 100 miles away down I-5 and ride there five times from my home. I found a 24-hour gas station on the map and set off at 4 a.m. A rare silver lining of the pandemic has been the effect on traffic, and I don't think this would have worked had I encountered morning and afternoon rush hours. There was miles where I was the only vehicle on the road. Each lap was exactly three hours, and I spent an average of 12 minutes off the bike, filling up the gas, and starting up the next episode of the Ride More Talk Less podcast. It was a beautiful and uneventful ride, and I couldn't have asked for better weather. My riding buddy, Daniel Bowers, who I've ridden with all over North America, wanted to join me for my last lap, even with an injured throttle hand. After 200 miles, we pulled into the nearest gas station, got a quick photo, fist bumped, and I went home to my wife and an Advil. This is awesome. Well done, Mr. Patrick underscore Guild. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There might be a few more. I love this part. I love sharing your stories the same way I've gotten to share mine. Hang on. I need to drink a coffee. Oh. Gasoline and coffee, high octane. Actually, I'm running low. I got to put in an order. Have them ship me some more. Mm. So the next one is, we are all familiar, at I am for photo Knocked out his fifth annual Ride 1K in a day, one of only six able to claim such a title. He crossed the 1K finish line in 18 hours, 31 minutes, and took some great pics along the way because he's a photographer. Give Leo a follow for some great mile crushing content in your feed at I am number four photo. Having done the ride 1k in a day every year since the beginning, I felt obligated to get this accomplished in 2020. I had been watching the weather and waiting for the COVID-19 scare to subside and found both on Saturday, May 2nd. I left Southeast Missouri excuse me, Missouri. My family's from Missouri myself, so we say Missouri, but that's my mom's side. So we're just going to be polite and say Missouri. Back to the beginning of this sentence. I left Southwest Missouri and headed to the Dragon of Eastern Tennessee, a motorcycle destination with 311 curves and 11 miles. After riding the Dragon, I was at the halfway point of my ride. I looped on south and then headed back home to complete 1,000 miles in 18 hours, 31 minutes. Well done, Mr. I Am For Photo. Okay, we might have a few more. This is really getting good. I mean, seriously, everybody's taking great advantage of the time off, the lack of traffic. Can I just say as your fellow rider, as your fellow Ride 1K in a dayer, very excited for you. This one is Ben Jajar. He knocked out 
his second annual Ride 1K in a Day. His first was through the United Kingdom, and he was thoroughly documenting both of these rides with a killer time-lapse video of every mile. The ride started out a bit chilly and dark at 11.25 p.m. on the Friday. Managed to get on the wrong interstate for 150 miles and found myself 80 miles north of where I was supposed to be. It could have been a lot worse. Quick splash and dashed at the nearest fuel station I could find. Got back on track and headed to Milwaukee in time for a spectacular sunrise at the Harley Museum before heading north to Green Bay. I was absolutely staggered at the sheer size of the lake. Going through the up or UP, was an experience. I had no idea the sun could feel so warm until the moment a slight breeze off the lake took all the temperature out of everything. I was shivering for about three hours solid. Holy heck, I've been there. Across a very tall and windy Mackinac Bridge and back to mainland Michigan, heading south in its 70-degree Fahrenheit weather and its clear, wide-open roads. I managed 1,000 miles in 19 hours and one minute, but I still had 88 miles to go before I got home. Time to plan the next one. Well done. This is a rad loop. Uh, I got to tell you, even on this one, Mr. Traveling Chopper Charlie agrees. This is a really freaking rad loop. Well done, sir. Okay, on the chopping block, as usual... This is at SD underscore real underscore estate, one of our faves. So he logged in his fourth 1K for the year, only eight to go for his goal to crush one every month this year. This one is at, was at 1,058 miles in 19 hours, 31 minutes. Well done. So he writes, I'm a little late posting this, but I was stalked and knocked out my fourth 1K for the year last Wednesday. In March, I really enjoyed getting out of town the night before, so I decided to do it again this time. I rode from San Diego up to Bishop for the night and kicked off the next morning. I love the 395, so I was really looking forward to seeing some more sights, and this trip did not disappoint. Within the first hour, my mind was blown at June Lake while I watched a herd of deer cross in front of me with the lake and mountains in the backdrop. I then busted ass to get up to Lake Tahoe as quickly as possible because I wanted to finally ride around it. I didn't realize most of the roads was 35 miles an hour, so this definitely started cutting into my day. Holy heck, I've totally been here. I've accepted that if I want to take some scenic route, my 1Ks are pretty much just not going to take 20 plus hours. It seems to help knowing that in the beginning. After that, I crossed over the Sierras and down through San Francisco. One of the few perks of COVID is being able to ride through big cities without coming to a screeching halt. I'm going to miss that when this is all over. I've never been down the one through Big Sur, so I had planned on it as well. After about 10 hours on the bike, I finally hit the epic scenery I've always heard about, and it definitely didn't disappoint. What I did not realize is that this was not as much a highway as it was a sketchy-ass goat trail carved high into the side of the mountain with a glaring lack of guardrails, and when they were there, they came barely to my knees. I was going southbound, so I was cliffside, and due to my fear of heights and the constant blind corners, I had a wonderful couple of hours rotating between having my mind blown and white-knuckling like a nervous little B-T-C-H. Worth it, for sure, but a lingering memory of a story about parts of this road sliding into the ocean a couple years ago was forefront in my brain the entire time. View, worth it. Sunset, worth it. Well, freaking done, Mr. SD underscore real underscore estate. I'm going to have to learn this guy's real name sometime. And like, I wish I could say shake his hand, but we're not doing that anymore. And that really sucks. Okay, back to the business. Ride one of three. So we got three freaking killing it. Here we go. 
Number one, Haywire1987 knocked out his second 1K with us this time, bringing some company at SunChaser65 and Happy BKMC1062 in 18 hours, 46 minutes for our first East Coast route of the year. This route just starts at the top and hauls ass down. So this is really freaking bitching. This is specifically Haywire1987. Who writes, where are you headed? To Georgia for breakfast. That was asked to many times in 24 hours. Saturday afternoon started well with spirits high. Happy BKMC and I took off from Nova on our epic journey. We ran into a buddy of mine and he rode with us for about 50 miles. We picked up Sun Chaser 65 as we skirted around Richmond and the three of us rode off into the sunset. We made it to breakfast at 3 a.m. and came back through a chilly night. I remember again while I hate South Carolina roads as I about got thrown off the bike a handful of times. We all finished 1K as we were coming back through Richmond again. 18 hours, but the receipts showed different because by that point, we were all saddle sore and wanted to be done. 10-10 would do it again with a group. Keep it sketchy, folks, and put up or shut up. So let's hear from the partner. Rider 2 of 3, Sun Chaser 65, clocked him at 1,022 miles in 18 hours, 40 minutes. Our governor in Virginia still wasn't allowing dining at restaurants. We really wanted to have breakfast at a waffle house, so we rode to Savannah, Georgia to get our waffle on. Only problem was when Bob's tour pack lost its top. Good thing we had extra zip ties. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's all at Sun Chaser 65 rats. Congratulations. Number three of three, happy BKMC. 1,000 miles with the other two gentlemen, Haywire 1987 and Sun Chaser 65 for the Waffle House fixed. He clocked in 1,049 miles, 17 hours, 22 minutes. He writes, set out to do this 1,000 mile ride, didn't know what to expect. The three of us set out for Georgia to have breakfast, met some cool folks along the way, and made some new friends. Can't wait to do it again. Well done. These guys are freaking awesome x racco underscore x that's x underscore r-a-c-o underscore x crushed their 1k loop through four states starting in the south somewhere around where i live southern california heading over going up and coming back on the trusty old interstate 15 clocked them at 1001 miles in 16 hours 38 minutes and then 100 more miles for the home stretch. We all got to get home, right? So they write, I started the day pretty late, 10 a.m., leaving my house in Moreno Valley, California. Well, shoot, I'm in Riverside, so this guy's right up the road. That's right next door. That's why this looks familiar. Back to it. I had the intention of taking a long lunch ride as I talked to the wife about it before I left the house. So I was undecided on where to have lunch, and at that point, I convinced myself to ride up to Vegas for lunch. Once in Vegas, I still did not feel like I worked up an appetite, and I rode past Vegas to Lake Mead to visit an old buddy. When riding north on Interstate 15, I saw a sign that said Utah in about 100 miles. So I told myself again, looks like Utah for lunch. Once I got to St. George, I was still not hungry, and I did buy water, but no real appetite yet. I looked up the local Harley, and Google said Zion Harley-Davidson is nearby. At the dealership, I got to see some pictures of Zion, and that kicked up the next idea, which was to ride past Zion and drop down to Arizona. No way was I going to ride back home the same route. So my lunch experience turned into a 1K plus adventure. Sometimes not having a planned out day can really turn into a pretty kick-ass experience. My greatest experience from the ride was midway into Zion. Two rams, one on each side, grazing on grass as I got close to them and I revved the bike. They picked up their heads to look at me. The ram started running next to me, and at one point, I told myself, I hope these rams don't turn me into a sandwich because I was scared shitless. 
They ran about 30 yards or so with me, and they stopped to continue their afternoon snack. By far the wildest experience filled with adrenaline that has happened besides dodging deer. Until the next one, Canon Day, this is your friend, Racco. Last but not least, this is at GTSHEF. Knocked out his 1K loop around Arkansas, taking in all the landscape it has to offer. We clocked him at 1,060 miles in 19 hours, 33 minutes. I've been wanting to do one of these rides for a long time. I really don't like riding interstates, so I decided to circle the state on mostly U.S. routes. What a great choice. I really enjoyed the variety of the ride. The farmland in the east, Ozarks in the north, Ochita Mountains in the west, and the Timberlands in the south. At the end of the ride, my old lady was there with the garage open and a cold beer. Man, solid wifey is correctly written by Mr. Racco. So well done and well done to everybody. Thanks for enjoying part one, American Roadrunner, ride one K in a day with Miss Beulah May, the love of my life. Guess what's coming up soon enough? Part two. Stay tuned, clicked in, enjoy my fellows. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. All I want is a machine between my legs and an open highway. Music for the American Roadrunner podcast is brought to you by Meek. The American Roadrunner podcast is an ARR production. Keep up with Bob Marshall and his adventures and stories from the road at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com, American Roadrunner on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube. We'll see you on the road.